When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dungeons and Demogorgons, the officially unofficial podcast for Stranger Things on Netflix. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 4, Episode 3, Chapter 3, The Monster and the Superhero. Aaron, is it possible to be both things at once, both a monster and a superhero to different groups of people? This show maybe would even like the us, same group of people? This show would like us to believe so, wouldn't it? Sure uh, would. Or maybe it's just people's perceptions of how you feel mm-hmm. versus what you are. Um, maybe it's a choice that we all get to make. Could be. Could be. Maybe it's a choice that Paul Reiser can come to my house and talk to me about for a little while. I wouldn't mind that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, has, he has a very kind uh, face. In this, in this, I do want to say he can also be scary and nasty. Un- unlikely Obi-Wan Kenobi character, for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember we hated him so much in season two, <laughs> and then we had a complete like like we we misjudged the right. They, that was such a great a bit of casting to cast this kind of like universal asshole to be someone that's actually sympathetic and yeah. not with a, have with his head up his ass in the final analysis. Are they going to pull um, the switcheroo oh, again, or is, are they going to try and make him seem like a friendly guy now, and then he's actually evil? I don't know what. What's your opinion before we get to the specifics? I feel like we've uh, we've skipped. Um, what do you think about this episode? Like, how did it hit you? Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, just I enjoyed as much it as the previous two. Did you? Okay, because I I felt like it's so ironic because I I ended the last conversation saying I really don't see what Steppenwolf is talking about as far as the pacing issues. I started. I felt like a little bit of that crept in this episode because Hmm. didn't you feel like the Eddie confrontation where they're all like, Oh yeah, we've been through all this and trust it. Like, didn't, isn't that kind of a repeat of what they did last episode? Like we praised them for not for yada yada through the explanation, bringing another kid into the fold that we've seen so many times before, but they went fucking, they did it again. Yeah. Yeah, they come back and do it again. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right on that point. Um, it is a little also like f- looking at my watch. I also and, and and let me ask you this: I also felt like that Paul Reiser conversation with Eleven was kind of really talky and expository and poorly hmm. written. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I wasn't feeling that one so much. Uh, it's like someone I, who just comes in and, and uh, directly addresses all of her deepest fears and says, all oh, that's bullshit and all of her fondest hopes. Yeah. And like, everything's going to be fun. I don't know. It, it, it was, it was a weird um, change of tone and kind of storytelling from the rest of the series. I thought, and none of hmm. these are fatal. I'm just saying like, yeah, yeah. huh, I'm just, I'm just noticing maybe they'll go away. Maybe this is a little bit of a, but I, I felt like this is the first one that could have been tuned up to the tune of, you know, four five, six minutes. Okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, if that's what you're thinking, uh, I understand it. Uh, also, I do want to say on, on pacing stuff, I'm always amazed uh, when a show is willing to put a scene into the show that is like 
five seconds long. Because when I when I sit down to like, if I were a writer and I were sitting down to write a scene, I'm like, okay, I need to make this scene worth its time, right? Right. But I guess if you're just getting a character from California to Alaska and you need to see that they made it there, you just put a five second scene in that says, wow, this is spring. Are you kidding me? As they get off the plane in the snow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know what you're I, talking about. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. And I do want to see that they got there. It's just like my impulse would be, let's make the scene more than just that. But they just make it that and we're on to the next thing. Yeah. Like, why did they have to show them like they were on a plane? What the fuck did we think was going to happen? They 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 take the last uh, part segment on the Iditarod. And even if they did, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> sure. The next thing, the next time we need to see them is stumbling up into the the bar that they're supposed to do the de, you know the do the cash transfer. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's I think odd. I think the way they do this though, it makes it feel like I'm connected to all these stories throughout the entire episode though. Because yeah, like, yeah, no, it, yeah, it having Murray fall asleep on her shoulder or whatever, it doesn't need yeah. to be in there. I could just yeah, yeah, they could show up at the bar, but but I do feel like it. It feels more cohesive when you check in with these characters from time to time, and they really bounce mm. back and forth in this episode. And there's a lot of other things where I could almost see people think it's is is fluff, like uh, the scene where the kids are high around the dinner table. That's oh, just okay. comedy, but I, uh-huh. I think it's funny. I think it. I think you know, like Jonathan and, and Argyle struggling through a conversation where their mom's not really aware of them being high. <laughs> How uh, is this possible? Joyce, look, Joyce lived through the 60s. She smelled Reefer Rick's whatever he's got, whatever he's dealing out to the kids. She knows. Right. I, I, like, I mean, when there I were see Jonathan, clouds. There were fucking Cheech dude. and Chong level clouds rolling out of Jonathan's yes. windows. Yes. And There's you're telling me his enough. mom can't smell that down the hall? Get out of here. not enough box fans in the world to keep that smell <laughs> from rolling down the hallway. Plus, even if from some miracle, you kept it like the positive air pressure so it didn't backdraft into the fucking house. Uh-huh. You would reek. Yeah. You would reek. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Um, so she's completely oblivious. I guess she's never smelled weed in her life and had a chance to acknowledge, hey, that's the smell of weed. But that's what I'm saying. If you that's the know. thing is if you have never smelled weed in your life, the first mm-hmm. time you smell weed, you'll be like, My God, what is that smell? It's Here's not like yeah. it's not like, oh, that could be clover or almonds or daffodils. It's like Right. It's a it's a stank. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, but yes, you're right. That scene is funny. Uh, I certainly enjoyed the scene. I I am very into these characters, and so it's very endearing when they just spend some time on the characters. I don't need it all to be plot, right? Yeah, no, I I, I agree. Um, I'm doubling down on my Hopper Hybrid theory. Okay, yeah. Did you notice when we got that uh, jump scare right before the credits? Icy blue eyes on this Vecna, just okay. like the icy blue Russian eyes of one Jim Hopper. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure nobody else in the series has blue eyes. Monster so and superhero, another duality. And he is a superhero. He plays a superhero, Hellboy. He's in hell? He does. He does. He's in hell. Uh-huh. He wants as a boy. And then Brenner, <laughs> Brenner is the villain. Br- villain uh, Brenner is the real monster. That's true. Person monster. that you know, because yeah. like even even the lieutenant general um, made that point. Like because uh, you know, 
<sighs> That's the other thing. So, uh, risers like you know getting full press, court pressed by the U.S. military. Um, do we think that riser is actually working in L's best interest? Because the I I actually think it would. I I think the speech, his whole monologue was bad. But what would save it is if he's giving that under duress and manipulating her to do what the military wants. It's possible because. He's been fired, right? So does he still have the contacts to roll up in the three black cars and run a prison Apparently bus so. off the road? I think prison he does. Man? I know. Is he fired or is he just like he said he recalled was fired back hmm. to, to that colonel or whatever that guy was? The colonel, the, the lieutenant colonel stole what his wife said were, I think, his son's or Pete's uh, um, research or like like school, high school projects. Mm hmm. Um, what the hell was in, what the hell were in those cans? It wasn't that unless, uh, unless that dioramas. high school research was, was, was highly relevant to interdimensional evil beings. It's a baking soda volcano in there. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know, it, man. It's something, but, but like the military got that, which mm-hmm. I thought was, or maybe that's a show going to show that they're taking everything. Um, because I thought it's like the the way Riser looks significantly. It's like no, he knows that there's like some real shit hidden in there. Mm-hmm. But but they didn't get the truly hidden thing, which is the briefcase that's going to like not just restore L's powers, but completely revamp them and amplify them. I'm sorry, this seems this 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 seems the more I think about it, the more it just seems like po- poor writing. Like Paul Riser is going to come out of the heavens with an offer to get the gang back together and give you a briefcase is going to give you your powers back and then some. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, man. He's the guy who's been working on this project. I don't, I don't know why it's a huge problem, but okay. It, 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 I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm out thinking myself, but it just feels like that it would have been better. Like, like it's going to be more satisfying or make a lot more sense if it turns out that he's, working for the military or maybe he's not strictly working for the military but he's at least like cannot say no to them so he's trying to find a way to help her while still helping i don't know it's possible i i don't know i'm looking for like the themes that i've seen in previous seasons like you know the the friendship being the powerful weapon that they have and and Mm -hmm. everyone working together to solve the problem and defeat the monster i Um, the the where that's coming from the Duffer brothers like to do things in like pairs and, and kind of um, um, patterns. And it seems like one of the patterns, this is like people trying to find the middle ground between being honest and lying, being faithful to one group versus the other. Like mm-hmm. uh, Lucas is split there, you know, oh, yeah. he's, he's uh, wants to mount up the team. He wants to, they, they're going to let him off the hooks. Like, look, we get it. Rookie, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, I want to help. But he doesn't want to give his friends up, so he takes him to Hopper's cabin. It's like there's a there's a lot of that of of trying to you know split yeah. the difference. That scene with the band really stung me. I, I did not like his actions in that scene, yeah. denying his affiliation with these kids because he wants yeah. to be in the cool group. I, real annoying and you're not supposed to you're supposed to feel uh-huh. like I don't know like and, and maybe you can sympathize a little bit like because um, I've certainly. As a, especially as a young man, compromised my ethics vis-a-vis like friends and stuff like that on occasions like that. It's like ah, you know. Um, yeah, I I feel never that, like no one got beat up over it, but like yeah, I definitely right. would say I I did some thirteen-year-old betrayals and was had some thirteen, fourteen, fifteen-year-old betrayals of my own. 
I don't know how I got away with this because I, I was definitely in the position that Lucas was in a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if it was like, oh, my friends groups weren't hassling me about it or maybe they like had different you know ideas about me than I thought they did. But like I never felt like I was put into a place where I had to choose between two friends groups because I definitely had two friends groups. I was in like the popular kids my age and like the freaks and geeks right yeah and those you two talked worlds, about this before like that's su- you you were walking between those freely which is i, I have no fucking idea how me. and i never felt like i had a the lucas ultimatum right where i needed to go stab one group of friends in the back it was always just like these friends were cool with me being friends with these other friends and this is how cool jim is he is just good and all hoods. i guess i guess so i'm just smooth man it's smooth <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I can't. I'm, I'm not even arguing with you. Uh, I've observed it for a long, long time. It's, it's. I, I don't know what's going on here. But, but uh, I would. I, I can definitely imagine what that would feel like, right? Because having those two groups of friends, I would hate to have had to choose between them, and, yeah, and yeah. like in a very confrontational kind of way, that would suck. So. Yeah, because yeah, you're going to be Lucas given like if sure. you're forced if you were forced to choose, you'd be giving something up either way. You know, absolutely, yeah. Um, playing basketball or D and D, like why? Why? Why do you why have can't to do why, both? Why can't Rick, a boy? Why? why must a boy in Indiana have to choose between <laughs> role playing games and basketball? Right. Monsters. Um, it, it, I also thought it's interesting with L because so we talked about like you know Paul Reiser maybe be caught between you know two different moral pol- pol- polarities. Um, I also thought it was really cool. Uh, the thing that I want to keep calling her L because her mom called her yeah. L. The kids call. Um, yeah. She gave her a stink. She gave a stink face though, and Mike gave her the flowers that said to Mike to L or something. Um, I'm, I'm still not sure where uh, we're we're landing. Probably because he Jane. never writes love Mike. He writes that's what Mike. it was. That's yeah. what. Okay, you're right. You're right. I thought maybe she's bristling at the L thing. Um, but anyway, uh, she seems to be caught between these two things where she has done monstrous things, and by her estimation, in the past. But she wants to be the superhero, but she also doesn't have any powers like she can't mm-hmm. do the monstrous things she used to do because she doesn't. have, And so she's different from everybody in a very real way. But she also that difference is gone. Um, yeah. I thought that's kind of an interesting contrast, like ironic contrasts that I w- thought was is uh, cool of them to explore. Absolutely. And and with Riser there tempting her back into this or, or, or asking her to come back and be. Both the monster and the superhero. I, I think that's pretty interesting. Like, mm-hmm. she she is a monster because she's different from other kids, which is, you know, how she expressed it. And she's she was different, right? Now she's not. She's just a normal kid without her powers. But Riser is asking her to make the choice to be the monster again so that she can also be the superhero to save the world and her friends. And I think that's... It's asking a lot of her. It's a sacrifice that yeah. she's going to have to make to become that again. Uh, and I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah. Peanut butter, cigarettes, and Playboy magazine, the best of America. Agree? Disagree? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd probably like Murray's risotto. <laughs> I know it's not strictly American, but... Sure. Hey, what do we think of Enzo? Do we think that he's legit as far as a gray market, black market, human trafficker 
mm-hmm. guard of a Soviet hell prison can be legit. What yeah. does that even mean? I mean, it's his best shot out, right? Like, it, or is this like a KGB ruse, right? Is this, are they playing with his mind here? I don't, I don't know. It seems like a hell of a deal. Pay 40 grand for like, you be, I'm not going to get you out of prison. You still have to right. escape from a prison, a Soviet gulag. But if you can arrive miraculously at this place, time and place of the plane, you, you, and you can trust this guy, you'll get out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The, they told uh, him to escape and die. What can you tell me what the fuck the plan with the leg bracelet was? Was that guy just warping it out of shape just I big enough so. for him to slip his fat foot in? And he was like, because like, I don't <laughs> see how this guy's ankle didn't get fucking broke. If he right. misses that ring even slightly, David Harbour's not what he's misery. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that was a horrible thing to watch. But I think you're right. I think it's like just slightly bending it so he can get it over his ankle uh, or God. not over his ankle over his heel. But it would still pass the like soundness test when they shake uh-huh. the chain. God, that was fucking painful, man. And then they show it, and he's he's pulling that thing off. It's this show likes leg trauma. They did the same thing with Elle last season, where they were oh right rooting around in her leg, trying to pull sure. her nasty out of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So we speculated about what the Vecna was all up to. And it seems like when he gets all vined up and and the Munster house seems to be confined in the upside down for now. And that is Creel's family home, right? I think so. Okay. Um, Because, yeah, we saw pictures of it in the microfish archives of Nancy. Uh When he plugs into those tentacles and the Vecna plugs in his tentacles, it's kind of like X-Men Cerebro. He's like scanning. He's 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 doing a scan of misery, and 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 like we said, it's like uh, it seems like he's keying on people that have past traumas, that yeah. have unaddressed guilt and anxiety issues, and he can somehow sniff that out psychically and use that as a vector to infect someone. It looks like the the poor kid in the basketball team he's infected has uh, uh, a, like a really overbearing, demanding father that's putting okay. a lot of unrealistic expectations on him and running him down, running him down that way. Uh, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, he is just once. It seems like after he burns through uh, the, the 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 basketball player, it's gonna be on the max. Wait, it, Max has got the and, clock on her now. Yeah, you're right. I'm glad that she's got a few people ahead of her in the queue. Uh, One person ahead, as far as I can tell. Yeah, that we know of for sure. It's true. It's I, true. Here, here's the thing. It, like Max has some trauma. I'll, I'll give it to you. Like your brother sure. killed by. The mind flayer or whatever. That's, that's got, bad. He got hint-eyed to death, yeah. The the real trauma here on the scene, I, I guess he's not on the scene, though. He moved out of Hawkins. Will. Will has experienced by far the most trauma of any person on this show, right? But he's not in Hawkins. That's the thing. He's kind of yeah. out of the mind flayer's reach or the Vecna's reach. They just need to quarantine Hawkins. Just get everybody out of it. Get, just quarantine that thing there. All of Indiana. Why? Why? Why take? <laughs> sure. Why take any half measures? Just, just put up a quarantine around the state. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, put a maritime exclusion zone up in the little dip of Lake Michigan. Just it's it's I'm yep. you know this is speaking as a native son. Just shut the whole thing down till we get to the bottom <laughs> of it. How many <laughs> children are going to have to die? Maybe the funniest line of the entire episode is Hawkins is in danger. No shit, you don't say, dude. <laughs> Once like again, the previous three seasons, right, being the locus, the focal point of evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. How do you stop evil from coming back stronger, smarter, and deadlier the next time? Because Paul Rogers talking about like finish it off once and for all. You get people. You got to finish your antibiotics, man. You can't. You just can't take it until you you feel better. And you gotta like just just when the blue sky's gone, Hawkins. You gotta then find the source of the sickness, follow it into the upside down, and fucking eradicate it. It's a war. Mm-hmm. It's a war of extermination. It's a zero sum game. There is no reasoning with the upside down people. Apparently, apparently, uh, they're just malignant. It's a cancer. It needs to be it needs to be treated. Uh, it does feel like I, I always felt like this. The eleven doesn't make it out of the series alive. Oh, it's possible. Yeah, I think that's like the ultimate thing. Is like there's some kind of symmetry with her birth and creation and the upside down and. Uh, I'm not. I feel like I'm a ghoul rooting for the death of this child, but I'm not. I'm just saying that like it, it yeah, feels yeah. like it's going to require that kind of sacrifice. I I wonder if Max is going to make it out of this season. Like, how do you stop this thing once it's on to you? And how long can it really take to get one of these kids? Right? Like, but on the other you're hand, will shoot my through God. this basketball kid in yeah. an afternoon? Sure. And then I mean, you come I'm surprised after Max he that night. I, I thought they were going to kill off a kid every episode. They're going to fold them yeah, up. But, yeah. you know. So, I, I don't know. Max, Max might not make it out. Uh, I, I do have to say Chrissy is not pregnant, most likely, because Nausea well, was, or wasn't, yeah, pregnant. And, and nausea is, like, a symptom of this, right? Mm, I guess that's true. I think that was on the yeah. list. So, yeah, probably just being haunted by Vecna. Um... What did you think of? So, what do you think is going on with this Victor, um, the 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 eyeball murderer? Because it's like they're they're setting it. Yeah, v- uh, Victor Creel. They're setting it up as if it is a full on demonic possession. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, I'm not. I, I still think this is all up. They're they're also explicitly connecting this to upside down stuff, but it seems to. Yes you know to have on that character and they, they made it an interesting observation that this was back in 89 or sorry 59 which predated mm-hmm. the uh the movie and the novel the exorcist oh so it's okay. like yeah i thought that was interesting that like it's not like this was a wave of hysteria or something it's like this guy's like no i'm, I'm my my house is demon possessed mm-hmm. yeah i mean it makes perfect sense given what i've seen of vecna but how does it predate that guy? Because if it is the upside down, how does this predate to Hawkins Lab and Eleven? Uh, that's a good that question. That blows the whole birth-death theory kind of connection. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, I don't know. We'll have to stay tuned, I guess. Maybe they picked Hawkins as a spot because it, it had a very tenuous membrane between the dimensions, and that's why they set up shop there. Yeah, it's so, all that hairspray that... Uh, that Mike's mom has been using. Yeah. It, it does make me wonder. Check. Just chew it a make, hole. Hmm? What? <laughs> it's nothing. I was just being <laughs> stupid. It does make me wonder um, why the Vecna laid off. 
Like he got his fill of eyeballs in 59 and then that was just all the eyeballs <laughs> he needed. I mean, you eat a family of six or whatever it was. Yeah. Might be so full that, for a while. So that's, that, that, that's like a, a ball python eating a 50-pound goat. It's going to take a while to process. I don't know. I, that's the questions I have. Like, Is it possible we'll see more to the experimentation than just the Dr. Brenner stuff? Maybe it goes back farther. Uh, maybe they've, they've been doing this since the 50s. Yeah. Uh, but we know, like, because the other thing is we know the Hawkins, they can't retcon that Hawkins has always been this crazy place where people disappear because in the first season, they made it very clear that Hawkins is a peaceful town where no one really gets gets murdered, you know, yeah. and like stuff back yeah. in the 50s, like, OK, well, 30 years, like maybe if one horrifying thing happened 30 years ago, but like, I don't think they can retcon Hawkins is like. So, so that's my question is like, if they were doing crazy shit in the fifties, why would the lull before the Hawkins labs are poking holes in the, the membrane, the yeah. dimensions, you know, like what, why, why was this malignancy just kind of like chilling, hmm. busting the fattest of chills. <laughs> uh, some, some of the Steve stuff I think is fun to talk about too. Uh, always being the babysitter. That's why we love you, Steve. So funny. Yeah. Although if I'm if I'm Max, I, I'm a little pissed that I was not included as with the ladies. Right? Like you yeah. guys are like two years older than me. Fuck you. <laughs> not a child. Yeah. If we're gonna go, uh, if we're gonna like school. divide us up by by our gender, then like take take me with you. Uh, you know, but don't make it like it's the ladies hanging together. And you're gonna leave me with these fucking idiots. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, God, uh, I'm always the babysitter. Do you do you think that Steve is kind of yeah yeah i think yeah. so too he's, he's i i here's what i wonder i i think jonathan's gonna he's already kind of made his choice i think you know jonathan's choice to be there for his family is going to drive him away from nancy and then steve and nancy might get back together i could see it isn't there someone else that's interested in jonathan too um i don't Maybe. remember that Maybe, maybe not. But like, I, I here's a, I have always kind of liked Steve uh, and Nancy, except uh-huh. for like in the first season when Steve was kind of a douchebag. Oh, totally. So, um, I'm I'm shipping it. I'm I'm officially yeah. off of the Jonathan train. He's 30 years old. <laughs> She's only 18. What the fuck? <laughs> I can't make that choice type of too. relationship. That's right. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah, he just needs to let uh, her make her choice. Hmm. Yeah, because I I never found that they had a ton of chemistry together. Yeah, I, I was definitely picking up on the vibe that Dustin was for sure. Because you know, like you know, especially with like Robin getting the because like Nancy can say whatever she want, but Nancy was a little jealous of Robin's mm-hmm. familiarity with Steve. I thought. I thought so too. So I think they're definitely the show is definitely pointing us to to, to they're gonna they're gonna try this we're gonna see we're gonna see we're gonna see we're gonna try it on see how it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just can't believe I was, I'm looking at my notes of Paul Reiser's speech like buys her some waffles and then just launches into this thing <laughs> where. Hey, you know the whole skate thing that might have been like some kind of drama. You know, he got arrested and everything. Uh, those stakes completely gone, but mm-hmm. Hawkins has got a no shit war and you fought the evil before you could fight it again. It's like a virus. It's stronger T- telling us all this stuff that she'd have no way of knowing. In fact, I often, yeah. I wonder like, how the fuck does he know? 
Okay, I, I'm with you there. Yeah, we don't really like see th- those dots aren't connected. Like, how does yeah. he find out about it? Other than I guess they're raiding his stash, so he might assume some stuff. But then he comes in with a lot of information. Yeah, and I've been like, I why has he been working on a plan to increase her power, or like like bring her powers back and increase her powers? Um, and why was it? Why do you for think her she's the cure? Why uh-huh. Why do you think she's the cure of this and not the cause? Because I think she could be both, but. Yeah. Um, what if it, what if and if if there's the real possibility of this failing and if so, you'll never see your friends again. What does that mean? As like fail, like you don't get your powers back and then we have to kill you or you're <laughs> like you don't get your powers back. and You're going to die or it's going to end or what? Yeah, Because if you don't get your powers back, then like, why couldn't you go back to her friends? You know, well, it's not like she the, knows I think the world's going to end. Right. Is that the thing? Well, like her friends are in danger. Then, Hawkins then, is then, in danger. Th- that's like then then say then the world will end, which implies like because <laughs> I'm saying, you know, so I, I thought it's like he's implying something sinister, like she wouldn't survive the process or it indirectly kill her because like it's just, yeah, it's like the world's ending oh. Then like say the world. Yeah. Well, he's setting up stakes for her, right? She doesn't care about the world. She cares about her friends. That's like if I say, like, Jim, the only chance to save the earth is to go to the White House and you got to get in your car and go 180 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work, you're going to get the speeding ticket of your life. <laughs> like when the Independence Day, like like I, you're Jeff Goldblum. I'm trying to get you to president. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, well, yeah, the speeding ticket would suck. <laughs> but also being annihilated in an alien holocaust would also that yeah. I would consider I would consider that the larger stake. I, I don't but what know. if the only thing I cared about in the world was not getting speeding tickets? Hmm. Like, I guess the only true. thing L cares about is her friend. L doesn't give a shit about the rest of right. the world. It's just Mike. It's just Mike. Yep. That's it. Like they are. It is. I okay. I'm on. I'm totally on team Will now. It's a little bit off putting how up each other's ass Mike and L are. Like I don't think L cares a shit about Lucas or Dustin or Max. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's just Mike, right? Am I You're wrong? Kind of right. No. And I get it, young love and all that, but holy guy, it's a bad, it's a bad look when you're that fucking enmeshed, man. Enmeshed. Yeah, all that stuff there is toxic at the moment, and it, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not, not enjoying it. I mean, it's, it's definitely mm-hmm. like I can see how this happens. It's very um, YA. I just, I really want to see how it gets untangled here because, man, Mike is. I don't know as much as I think like there's some hidden romance between Steve and Nancy. I'm not sure the romance is there between Mike and Alec anymore. Like he moved to California and suddenly. He why just is he unwilling it? to say, why is he unwilling to say, I love you? I, that's what I'm trying to figure out, man. I don't know what it was. He's just, is it distance? Cause he's super excited. Like he loves getting her letters. He's all aglow. That's all he talks about. Right. Why thought so, the reluctance yeah. to drop the L word? It's it's not like it's a barrier that they haven't crossed before. I don't know. Right? Yeah, that's crazy to me. Um, and then, yeah, I feel feel bad about Will being stuck in the middle of it. But. Sounds like he's trying to employ the Dennis method, you know? Like he's oh, just yeah? Like love, yeah, yeah. He's going to separate entirely. Right. You got to watch. Got to watch. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. the, the, the times on the clock are corresponding to D, E, N, uh, did you did you notice the time uh, when it it struck max o'clock? Is it less than one fifty three? It's two oh oh. I think I think it was two o'clock exactly. Bang oh, on. Oh wow! 
What does that mean? I don't know. You're, you're I the, have no you're fucking the clock clue. whisperer. Tell me. What I have. I don't know. Like why? I don't know why the clock, the the hands on the clock are are moving at all, unless they roughly correspond to the time in the real world. But like, what is? Okay. Like, I'm su- I'm assuming we're going to find out that this is hanging in Victor Bond mm-hmm. I fucks house. Victor Kroom, yeah. what's his name? Keel? Keel? Victor Creel. Creel, yeah. This is going to be hanging up in Victor Creel's house, right? Totally. But so what? Yeah. Who who cares? Like, why why is this this uniquely haunting people? Is it it correspond to some kind of, like, doomsday clock? Is it... Like, Mm -hmm. I, I just don't understand why this thing is coming through to menace people of all things. Some random feature in this guy's house. Leading up to a sick time to die line. Yeah. In the finale. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't get it either. We'll find out more, I'm sure. But Max, yeah. I uh, I hope they don't sideline Max. I don't hope that I don't I hope they don't will her this year. But maybe that's the thing. It's like they they told Will, it's like, look, we're not gonna side in this year. We got Max to do that. Um I don't know. I'm thinking they might bob her this year. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Noble sacrifice. Like brother, like sister. Was he was nobody to anybody, right? Who was nobody? He was like a half dad to Will. Are you talking about Bob? Uh-huh. Bob was friend to all. Bob was <laughs> yeah. a goddamn hero. But well, he wasn't related to, integrate- to anybody. I, I, okay, yeah, I guess he was Joyce's boyfriend and the kids like soon yeah. to be stepdad. Like, yes, yeah, I guess it's a nobody. <laughs> Stepdads <laughs> everywhere. His hearts are being crushed by Jim Jones here. You're basically I nobody. I was specifically responding I'll to tell my brother-in-law said. when he's here this weekend helping me with the ports. He's like, hey, I just want you to know you're, <laughs> you're basically not, nobody you're to my to family, Steve. Get the fuck let out him of know here. And tell him I said it too. <laughs> actually, he's just down the street. He actually said he wanted to let you know. He, he said you were thinking you were something, but he needs yeah. to, Jim. Jim wants you to come down and and uh, set set so he can set you straight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stranger Perfect. things at baldmove.com. If you got opinions on Jim, no. Um, well, do you have anything else that we want to talk about? Because I don't this think felt so. like uh, this felt like a very uh, oh man, like set up with just a ton of exposition. Um, hmm. I, I hope this doesn't continue because this this is the first one I felt in in just a little bit. There's like a 50 minute stretch there where it was approaching what I would consider clunky. All right, well, we had to research the the villain's origins so we can go there, but we're on our way there. I think it's true. Well, why did we have to do that? Like Paul Reiser could just call and be like, and also there's a demon ghost. Yeah, and his name is Victor Creel, and you're on the right track, ladies. You got it all day. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Nope. All right. Again, this is going to be the last episode releasing today, this Friday before Memorial Day. Uh, we are taking the weekend off. We'll be back in office Tuesday. We'll be banging out two more episodes of Stranger Things. The next Wednesday or that Wednesday, 24 hours later, we'll have the final two episodes, supersized episodes of Stranger Things. And then the week after, we'll be recording a wrap-up podcast where we find out what you thought of the pacing of the uh, dualities of the relationships of the monsters and horrific shit. Uh, Stranger things at baldmove.com is where you want to send that feedback uh, for our consideration. 
And then, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and watch the next episode. We'll be talking about it Tuesday, but uh, I'm I'm Mm -hmm. just going to watch one more. Everybody stay safe this weekend. Have a great Memorial Day, and uh, we'll see you on Tuesday. Mm -hmm.